ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishyaltic Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. What's up? Do you know what? This is a beautiful Thursday night, sir. Because it's the first time in three weeks that we've had three our Thursday Night Hangout. Sir. Yes, because I, I can see online G-Chat, on the last time you called me was February 9th. So yes. It's been a while, sir. Yes. February, it's been a month? Holy uh, cow. I don't know what was February 16th. Oh, yes, February 16th, I was getting ready for robotics. Yep. The next week, I was in Colorado, maybe? I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It's been, Anyways, it's been a while. Life happened. Yes, life has happened. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, it was, it has been a month because I, it was my bad, uh, cause we had had some construction done at the house. Ah. And so the whole basement was ripped up Ooh. and then it was your robotics. Then you were in ah. wherever you were. Yeah. Anyways, I remember seeing a screenshot of like construction at some point in life. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this of course is the Thursday hangout. It's a live show. Where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you. Uh, during the show, if at any point, if at any point you do have a question, a comment, or an opinion that you would like to add to the show, all you got to do is drop it into the chat window. If we do unfortunately run out of time, we will add it to the that topic or question to the very next Thursday night hangout. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get started. All right. So the first one is kind of. <clears throat> We, this is kind of like a a now ongoing topic, and that is that uh, as technology, of course, has been improving, certain things uh, have definitely started to get into the legal realm, and that, of course, is AI uh, technologies. Um, there, of course, are voice actors who are who are basically rallying to. Um, to basically say, hey, if you hear my voice, it's something that it sounds a little bit sketchy. That's not me. Please report it because you've got people, uh, AI programs that are able to, you know, match people's voices and add those voices to said whatevers. Um, I mean, according to every spy movie ever, this has been around for like 40 years now, sir. Yes, yes. But now it's, the, you know, the, you collect like 10 syllables from the big CEO, and all of a sudden, you can hack any system in the world. No, you just got to get all the keywords. My passcode is butterflies go on vacation. Ooh. Which, by the way, that is not my passcode. I don't. How know did you know my password, password, sir? I don't know. Anyways, so um, you know, so AI technology. Um, but the the latest thing is that uh, Pezo, which is the company behind. Um, Pathfinder and Starfinder have basically they have um, decided to change rework their contracts uh, for uh, freelancers so you know when they do like art commissions or they do um, like campaign or, or story commissions they want to honor the amount of blood sweat and tears that that humans put into creating their product. So if you try to give them an AI uh, created thing, that's a big no-no. What is their definition of AI created? Uh, let me 
see here. I'm going to pull up the article real quick here. So I, can I, mean, sure. I know we kind of touched on this a little while ago, but it's kind of the idea of, I mean, Photoshop can do a lot of stuff automatically for you. Right. So it's kind of like, when do you, like, I think as time goes on, I think it'll become a more and more blurry gray area as far as what does that actually mean? Right. It's the only pure art form is if you're drawing it on a piece of watercolor paper. I, uh, you know, I, I don't know, but, but here's, but here's what, um, they, they basically said over the last few months, the world has seen a huge upsurge in interest use and quality of algorithm generated imagery and text. Since we launched the company in 20, 2002, Pezo has made its reputation with the assistance of countless traditional artists and writers who are just as integral to the success of our games as our in-house editors, art directors, designers, and developers. The ethical and legal issues surrounding AI art in writing prompt programs and the serious threat they pose to the livelihoods of partners who have helped us get to where we are as a company as we are today as a company, demand that we take a firm position against the use of this technology in Pezo products. In the coming days, Pezo will add new language to its creative contracts that stipulate that all work submitted to us for publication be created by a human. We will further add guidance to our Pathfinder and Starfinder infinite program FAQs, clarifying that AI-generated content is not permitted on either community content uh, marketplaces. Our customers expect a human touch to our releases. And so long as, and so long as the ethical and legal circumstances surrounding these programs remains murky and undefined, we are unwilling to associate our brands with the technology in any way. Stated plainly, when you buy a Pezo product, you can be sure that it is the work of human professionals who have spent years honing their craft to produce the best work we can. Pezo will not use AI-generated creative work of any kind for the foreseeable future. We thank the human artists and writers who have been so integral to our success in the past, and we look forward to working with them for many years to come. So on your phone, when mm -hmm. you use a filter, is that AI? No, because that's that because you're... If it's your original art, okay, because see, now you're getting me into that, that gray area of why that artist got blackballed from all of the anime conventions because he was stealing other people's work and putting uh, filters on. But if it's your own work and then you're applying, you know, like a glossy filter to it, you, you still put in all that time to create that image. You're just basically, you know, um, adding some after effects to spruce it up or whatever. It'd be I like, disagree. I think it's AI still. It's if you're applying anything that you do not, you are now using a third party algorithm to completely affect your artwork. All right. I well, think it is now AI. If you, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, Zelius, then, then all work, all uh, written work has to be done, uh, has to be edited by humans. You're not allowed to use spell check or Grammarly or any of those programs because it's AI fed to try to find an algorithm for, for better wording. 
Well, I would argue it the way that the Pathfinder company, Pathos, states it. I would argue that's exactly what they're saying, which is why I don't necessarily agree with the way they word it, because of that exact reason. Well, I mean... Because you are right. Like, I know you are 100% right. Like, when you're using Grammarly, you're using artificial intelligence to definitely rewrite, for some people, a not insignificant amount of your work. Right. No, and, and I think... Right. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what the actual legalese is. Um, I'm sure that they, they probably are taking some of what we're talking about into uh, consideration. Because to be totally honest with you, the any art program, the the interpretation of of your technology, that that's that is, a you know, an algorithm to make whatever you're drawing uh, a reality on your computer. I want to see a company be like, from now on, you cannot use a computer to create it. You must actually handwrite your notes. We want to actually see them have a picture of your handwritten stories. The only way we'll we it need forward. you to screen capture as you're writing. We need both. Oh, oh, that's artificial intelligence because it's now transcribing what you're writing into computer language. Fine. Well, you, we will require you to record yourself via vhs cassette which you have yes. to to mail in with your submission that we're talking sir <laughs> Go and play, and, 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 yeah it, it will be very interesting to see what happens especially like when you start talking content that's created like by third-party creators in that gray area i mean they, even with writing right like the way they phrased writing prompts was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I know it was very hyperbolic with the um, filter. I totally no, right, right, no. But it, when it, it comes to the writing prompt, that actually really, that one actually makes me question. So, like, if I'm actually writing something, like a writing prompt to me is actually a very useful tool because it kind of gives. It's not like a writing prompt in my mind. It's not like writing the story. It's like giving me an idea. Okay, and then I springboard off of it. It's almost like the analogy to me of like if you're writing a research paper, you go to Wikipedia and you're not using like Wikipedia as your source. You're looking at the little footnotes and you go to that for your sources. Right. Would kind of be my analogy. So the idea of the writing prompt was actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I think they, to me at least, the intent of using a writing prompt is it's not auto-filling my story. It's giving you an idea of like what you could do with your story. So kind of right. two very different ways of looking at that. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, like Wizards of the Coast, because they're very much in the same position of having this type of content. What kind of stance are they going to take on it? Um, I mean, I know... It, because when you look, especially, I know it's a very different interaction, but like tech companies, they love AI. I mean, they want them to rewrite the code for all of us. Oh, absolutely. It eliminates people in headcount <laughs> um, and probably does better job than humans in a lot of cases, if we're being honest. Um, so it, even based on your profession and what you're doing um, is what is an AI? I think to me, the big thing with something like a, story or the art because i've seen it argued that basically if i can't tell the difference between like an ai and a human artwork then what does it really matter if the ai is creating it and i think on a non in a purely um what's the word i'm looking for 
Um, I can't think of the word. There's a word. I can't think of it, but it, it takes the human part out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think a large part of the beauty of art being it, you know, the drawing art or the stories is, you know, there's a human behind it. Like that's kind of the human relationship part of it. I mean, we've been to convince a number of times and a big part of that is it's not just, oh, this is a book I never heard. It's that human relationship you build with it. Like when I go to Dragon Con and I buy art, it's because I've met that artist. So there's a hundred percent like, yes, I totally get it. AI can create the same art. We don't think there's much denying that, but a part of the beauty of art median as a whole is that human element. I think it's still like with actors. That's why, you know, outside of with like Tom Cruise and his acting, I mean, mm-hmm. he's, you know, with the whole idea of mission impossibles and top gun is yes, you could have AI actors doing this stuff and it would cost you no money, but people go to see, for that human relationship of an actual real person right. doing the stuff, not just a, you know, Jar Jar Binks that's animated um, CGI'd in. That's not what we want to see. Um, so I think that's, to me, that's kind of the big thing with this whole AI is we still want that human face behind the art consumption that we're, that we're consuming. Right. Um, yeah, and and um, <clears throat> we we will see. You know, uh, the the thing is, that I've I've seen some of like the AI generated stuff. It's cool, but I also understand, you know, that this is taking a huge chunk out of uh, humans' pockets because, you know, people are able to like, uh, m- you know, basically fast track shit without with minimal effort. Well, so I wonder what happened like at conventions. Like, is there going to be like a litmus test to be like, do you actually draw? Because right now, like we go and we see artists, you're assuming that they are the ones drawing that or their friend drew it because that happens sometimes. Right. And they're just there. But like, you, we were pretty good faith understanding that like those artists are the one actually creating that content. And I wonder if there's going to be any kind of like from the, you know, convention owners or whatever, if there's going to be any kind of like, you know, Show me you actually made this going forward, or is it just gonna be like whatever? Yeah, because that's the whole point of conventions. It's like the human part. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, a little bit of sad news about Momocon. Um, uh, Noodle Boy uh, will not be there uh, as he is moving to Utah. So sad day. However, we'll try to find a way to get in contact with Noodle Boy and you know, have him do something. So, uh, well, good for him. I mean, I've seen the news and it's what he wants to do. So yeah. it's, it's a huge, huge perk for him to move on to what he's doing will only lead to bigger and better things. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, the next story that we have, uh, Zelius actually posted this one for us. So, uh, level five, which has a ton of amazing games underneath their umbrella, has just released a, a trailer for a brand new Professor Layton. Um, I love me some Professor Layton. It's it's basically, you have a, a, a every Professor Layton game, there's a mystery at, in, in the center of it. And then you have to solve all these like logic puzzles in order to advance the story. Uh, this one 
however, features more of his uh, child sidekick uh, than Professor Layton, at least in the in the trailer. Uh, the, the new Professor Layton is going to be called Professor Layton and the New World of Steam, which I will probably have to get uh, whenever it is uh, released. Uh, it is being developed for the Switch, which I'm trying to think... I. In the past, it's always been the Nintendo handheld, so this will be interesting to see on the Switch. However, I don't think there's going to be like some huge leap between the the 3DS version or the the uh, the uh, DS version and the Switch version. I mean, the beautiful thing though about the Professor Layton games is, I mean, they're cute graphics, but it's yeah. about the gameplay. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that's one of those games where, like, obviously you want it to look nice, yeah. of course, but like you're playing it for, like you said, the puzzles and the gameplay. That's why you're play, like, playing right. those professional lady games. So, well, I, I think you know. Uh, to be honest with you, I think the the one improvement, and it, I, you know, I, it already really worked on the handhelds, was that you could probably get even you know more robust uh, cutscenes in there, mm. which would be pretty cool as well though their art style isn't you know it it it's not like uh processor maxing to begin with but it, you know i'm excited i i, I want to see what they they make and i want to jump back into you know a professor layton game to exercise my brain muscles oh i know you will be getting into it and it'll be glorious indubitably so but you know exciting news i i I feel like there was a latent game on the. There's one on the iOS. Yeah. But it wasn't really, it was like a latent esque game. It was like the Layton brothers or something. It's like professor Layton, Herschel Layton's like brothers. And it was, it wasn't really, you know, the same thing. It was just the kind of like puzzles. Not the true version. Yeah. Not, not, not the. This is, you know, there's there's a mysterious thing that's going on. We have to solve it. That's what's at the top of the list. It's more of a, here's some other puzzles we found. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so many of you out there probably know that there is this thing called esports. Esports, of course, is uh, basically individuals going into tournaments, playing certain games, and trying to win them for the big cash prize. Um, first off, I, prize? I want prizes. First of all, I, I did not know that my alma mater, Winthrop University, uh, they they won the um, Rocket League uh, title for the Big South Conference. So not congratulations much. to Winthrop. Um, but also, there has been some news that's come out about the latest Smash Brothers uh, game and for the competitive play, there is going to be one character that's going to be permaban from all competitive play, and that is a DLC character by the name of Steve uh, from Minecraft. Hmm. And the reason why is that there is some really weird glitches. Um, uh, uh, with with Steve and I'm I'm gonna try to gosh darn it I'm gonna try to to give you a little bit of breakdown here. So basically, the logistics of banning the strat uh, 
betting and the strategy are complicated. If you choose to let players continue to use Steve in competitive tournaments, but don't allow players to willfully use the glitches, moderating matches where the character is used becomes a massive time commitment. It requires the players to save a replay of their exchange and for an organizer to view and verify that the Steve player is breaking the rules and then ultimately making the call of the legality of play, which is why they have now just banned it because who in the hell wants to watch a bunch of, you know, competitive uh, battles when people use Steve, Minecraft Steve, and then have to basically go into that gray area of, did he use the glitch? Because um, basically, okay, let's see here. The glitch is associated with his recoil animation that allows him to recover at a faster rate than other characters in the game, meaning he can break combos that should otherwise work with other players and retaliate before his, his opponent can even attack. And we lost Zelius. Um, this isn't an intentional part of the character's tool set, but rather an unfortunate tech workaround that uh, worked in the player's favor. So... Uh, the other problem is that there's no longer any um, like releases, updates going to this game. So it's not like the developers can put in a fix to make Steve's less OP'd. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes sense that like if there's a major glitch going on like that, to make it a even level playing field, mm -hmm. um, and it probably doesn't move anyone to have this sounds like it would be a super convoluted process for determining whether or not somebody used a glitch or not. Yeah. does not seem like a worthwhile investment in anyone's time. So it just seems like it was the most logical sense just to ban them. And that way it's a level playing field across the board. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's been, there's been, I guess some character bans in other games simply because of, like a, a new, um, actually, this is probably one of the reasons why competitive games usually are maybe either there's a, they're a patch ahead of everyone or they're a patch behind because when you release a patch right before a huge yeah. competition, there are chances for things to go a little bit out of whack. It's not been, yes, it has been tested in house, but when you have like millions of people who are actually playing the game and then finding you know the quirks in the system it's like um it's like that halo i can't i think it was it halo one or halo two where there was a way to basically uh rig the system that would literally shoot you across from one side of the map to the other it sounds like a very useful skill you're just really good at moving fast yeah, absolutely yeah of course i too can break the sound barrier as a human yes of course but of course um but you know i to be honest with you, I don't think I, I think that's the one uh, Smash character that I never actually purchased because I just was like, wow, Steve from Minecraft. That's why would I ever want Steve from Minecraft? I played Smash like once, so I'm not very helpful. I, I was not very good. Well, the thing is, my youngest uh, is a huge Smash uh, player. Oh. And so, yeah. So... He has asked me a couple times to get that character. I'm like, no, we're good. 
Are you going to train him up so he can become the new esports and he can go represent Wu at the next <laughs> esports something? Well, I mean, he's got to he's got to you know hone some more skills, but he he can hold his own in a lot of the I mean, games. They got scholarships and that stuff nowadays. No, I know, I know, and maybe by the time he gets to college, there'll be that perfect game for him. But for now, you know, he'll. He is not a pushover when it comes to Smash Ultimate. Let's just put it that way. Can he beat you? Sometimes. Nice. Um, if it's if it's a um, you know if it's like a, a match where you've got infinite lives, then there is a chance that he could sneak by me. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, band character. All right, so as many of you know, HBO Max had this huge, like, cutting of a ton of shows, um, a lot of them being DC-related, and it appears that one of the shows that was cut is being saved by Amazon, because, of course, any smart streaming service that sees a ton of potentially awesome content getting flushed down the toilet is probably going to jump on the opportunity if they've got the capital to do so. That being said, the the show that they are saving, that Amazon is saving, is a show called Batman Cape Crusader. It is an animated series by J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Tim. And Amazon is promising two seasons. It was, I mean, HBO Max is just, you know, that, that whole debacle has just killed things. I feel like that's a lot of streaming right now. Not yeah. just HBO Max, but like also in these news is of like Star Wars is doing this, but it's not doing that. And, oh, we're canceling this, but this, like, it seems like a lot of these major franchises like are just in a whole lot of flux right now. Yeah. And of course you got streaming where like stuff is being, it feels like canceled left and right. But I do feel like, like you mentioned, so which I love the idea of mm -hmm. where Amazon's like, yeah, we're going to do two seasons and we're, we've definitely entered that zone mm -hmm. with Netflix where nobody watches the first season because you know, it's going to be canceled. And we've talked about, it, it's the perpetual cycle. I wonder what happened. Like, you know, they're releasing a show and they're like, you know, it's, they'll be two years apart because that's a normal filming cycle, but there will be two seasons of this show. Mm -hmm. Like me, that would actually incentivize me a lot more to watch that first season. Right. They're like, oh, sweet. I know it's getting around. I will watch that because I know I could stick around for it. Um, they're probably not going to do that because now you have a CEO or some exec has to, you know, commit a lot of dollars that they're not going to because then they lose their bonuses. Um, but to me, that would definitely incentivize me to watch some of these shows. I just kind of skip otherwise. And I totally understand. Um, speaking of Amazon Prime, uh, the show. Um, oh, my gosh. Now, of course, I just Vox Makina. Yep. Uh, from Critical Role. Uh, I I just watched the second season. Actually, I watched the first season over 
just so that I could remember everything. And then I then I watched the second season, and it's still good. It's literally what you what a bunch of like voice actors and actors and actresses um, you would think they would do while playing Dungeons and Dragons, but they instead of going, you know, I roll a d6 to do this, you know, in in the animated thing is like I he tries to unlock the door. Um, you know, but it's, it's, but it's got that, that adult humor. Um, there is one gnome that is a sex craze maniac. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, I, I will fully admit that I was skeptical at first, but after watching the first season, I was like, okay, cool. Hope there's a second season. Of course, the second season is now completely out. It was, I think the whole thing became available at the end of January this year. And so if you have Amazon Prime, I highly recommend that you watch um, Vox Makina. Somewhat similar, but I finally watched the other day um, Night of Badastum. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. It's on, I think it was on Amazon Prime. And basically it's LARPing gone real. If you've not seen it. Nothing quite like that. Oh, It was fun. But it like it started with D and D. Yep. So no, it's it just, just like based um, on the D and D universe. Uh, what was what's that? What was that show? Or no, not um. Uh, I think it's like the the group was called like the Dead Gentlemen, and it was like, oh, I can't remember what they. I don't know. It was basically Dungeons. And, they they were sitting around doing playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then then it switched into them basically doing the. They basically were LARPing the rest of the time, but kind of like it Stranger in their things? mind, huh? Stranger Things. No, not well, not Stranger Things, but um, I know, I know, that's not what you meant. Uh, I don't know. I'm seeing if I could pull it up real quick here. Uh, it's just called The Gamers. Hmm. The Gamers, Dorkness Rising was the second one. So not to be confused with The Gamer with Jake Gyllenhaal. Was that Gyllenhaal? I thought that was Gerard Butler. Oh, sorry. The other generic big white guy. All right. Gerard Butler. You're that, probably right. That was, yeah, that was something. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. No, but it wasn't like, I, I've got to watch this like a bajillion times. It was yeah. not a, it was not a, a, sure. a classic, a masterpiece. It, it was a movie. Huh? It was a movie. Yes, it was a movie. Mira, it's worth a one watch. Yes. Yes, this that would be one of those rent it or stream it for free on a service. Don't buy it. Which unfortunately I bought it back then. So I think there's actually only like two movies coming out in the next year I actually care about seeing in the theaters live. I'm trying to think if there's anything that's really screaming at me. Mission Maybe. Impossible Seven. Uh-huh. And John Wick Four. Okay, I could see John Wick four. Um, I I have completely dropped out of watching Mission Impossible. I just it's just too much now. I I can't it's do it. So, it's over the top. It's but it's it's actually well done. Like it's well done over the topness is how I would put it. It's I enjoy it a lot. I would, I think it's better than Bond. Well, that's at the, this point, the, well, the thing is like Mission. I all these movies that have gotten like deep into like the sequels it's just i'm like okay okay 
Well, then you have Fast X. Jesus, boy. From street racers stealing DVD players to super spies flying into space in their vehicles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Good Lord. Just, just when you go watch any Fast and Furious, just remove your brain <laughs> at the door and you'll enjoy it much more. Just, it's not going to make sense. I don't think the it's made any sense since Tokyo Drift. Yep, that, that's, that's about right. <laughs> well, even the second one is when they had, I remember they had a car going off a ramp and landing on a um, boat. Of course. That happens all the time, Zillies. I mean, that is how I got home tonight. But still, I'm kind of awesome. <laughs> I don't expect other people to be able to do the same thing. Touche, sir. Touche. I, I, I will, I will allow you your awesomeness with no rebuttal. <laughs> but anyways. no rebuttal needed. It speaks yeah. for itself. Exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to pause just real quick to thank all these amazing people who help Alter Confusion be the best that they can be. And so we have some friends of the show that we want to give some shout outs to. Uh, the first friend of the show that we've got to give a shout out to is the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. Now, we alluded earlier that this gentleman is on his way to Utah, but that doesn't mean he's no longer a supporter of Alter Confusion. That, of course, is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Oh my gosh, it helps if I actually did the freaking uh, image. Good job, Charlie. Fall hey, down we, we got the chat message. We're halfway there. There you go. That's Noodle Boy Media's logo. Okay, now moving on. Um, the next one is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus is to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has in incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now the next one we got to do is uh, the gentleman who helped us out of a a maybe legal bind because maybe. all of our music magically became copyrighted overnight. That, of course, is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. 
Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. The last shout out we got to give is to basically the OG of um, fans and supporters of Alter Confusion. That, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both a development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the agile evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com. Also, check out his book. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, now that we've given you sh the shout-outs, we also have to do the Alter Confusion shout-outs because I know you guys are just dying to find out how do I become a supporter of... The Alter Confusion Awesomeness. And so, if I have the dang... Okay, here we go. Sorry, I, I lost my actual print out, so I'm having to pull it up in a document. All right, so, if you want to be... lost real paper? Yeah, what? No, crazy. Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives on love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, de demons, demigods, interdimensional beings... Aliens, werewolves, mummies, vampires, and so much more to become active participants of the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two um, tiers. We have the $1 a month tier or the $12 a year tier. And what that will get you is early access to our playthroughs, as well as the ability to partake in patron only uh, polls and posts for Alter Confusion. If you're feeling a little bit frisky, you can jump up to the $5 a month or $60 a year tier. And not only will you get everything at the $1 tier, but you'll also gain your name or organization added to our thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to be a patron, uh, today, all you got to do is go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Altered Confusion. Now, I will say that we did change up uh, the billing method. Instead of you signing up and then getting billed at the end of the month, um, Patreon has changed their ways. And so as soon as you say, I pledge this, it immediately uh, takes that money for the first month. So you're immediately paying instead of at the end of the month. So just a heads up for that, for those who are on the fence. If uh, if you feel like, I do want to do the $5, but I'm not sure if, if I'm ready for it, but you still want to be a patron, you can sign up at the $1 level and, and it will automatically hit the, the $1. And then if that if you want more, uh, you can, of course, push it up to the $5 level uh, next month. Nice. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Alt Confusion is happy to report that for the the twelve years straight, <laughs> I think. Are we at so many now? years? I think it's twelve, isn't it? I can't remember. Oh. Anyway, Alter Confusion is proud to 
to say that we once again are going to be fundraising for Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. Yes. And it is now, uh, we now have our page. Or I have my page. I you don't remember. Page? I do. I, I've, uh, let's see here. I, I think you're lying. No, I'm pretty sure I got it. Hold on. Uh, there it is. Go to this one. Dashboard. Uno mementos. Por favor. It is... Yep, my 12th year straight. Alright, here we go. Shazam. Anywho. Oh, weird. The search wasn't showing up like an hour ago. I'm so confused. Uh, you know what? I wonder if... Hold on. Maybe it's working I, now. I can see it now. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Um, so, yes, we are doing Extra Life for the 12th straight year. Huzzah! Um, and apparently, we are already at... $50. $50. Shwe. Fitty. So, yeah. So, we're doing Extra Life again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the next <laughs> the next story we've got to talk about, it has to do with food and a highly anticipated game. Ladies food? and gentlemen, KFC and Diablo 4 beta team have teamed up what? for a promotion. What? I'm so confused already. Activision Blizzard is teaming up with the fried chicken purveyor KFC to help you grease your way into the upcoming beta on PC and console for Diablo 4. All you need to do to get access to the beta is offer a double down, sorry, order a double down sandwich from KFC.com or their delivery app. No one says you have to eat it. Simply buy the sandwich. We'll grant you a code, which you just plug into battle.net account. Then the beta runs from March 17th to March 20th. As far as anyone could tell, this is only for the U.S. and Canada. And um, the double down sandwich, for those interested, is basically, <laughs> it's a fried chicken breast with cheese and bacon with another fried chicken breast. So there is no bread. The bread is fried chicken breast. So you get two of those with cheese and bacon in the middle. So I'm actually really, I'm not interested in the sandwich, but I'm actually interested in Diablo 5. But here's what annoys me. So I'm going to take Path of Exile as an example because mm -hmm. it's cross-platform. I can play it on my PS5 and my PC. I enjoy the gaming from like my nice couch chair over there on the PS5, my screen TV, it's glorious. 
The problem is when you start getting like the minutia of like inventory management, always becomes a pain in the ass with the console, oh, dear with God, the controller. Yeah. It just, ah. So like what I would do a lot of times is like, I would basically get up and just switch like, oh, I'm going to hop on my PC, do some stuff. All right, now I got to try a PS5, right? Mm-hmm. But a game like Path of Exile is free to play. So it worked out fine. But then you take a game like Diablo 5, and it's not just Diablo 5, all the games do this. Yeah. Where you have multiple platforms online, guess what? If you want to do what I'm just talking, I'm I'm pretty, I haven't looked, but I'm going to guess it's cross-platform save. But if you're going to do that, I guarantee you, you're going to have to buy that in each of the platforms, which that's where it's like, come on, guys. Yep. Like, I know they're not going to, no. but it would be nice if you could like buy a license and be like, all right, I want this both on my PC and my console. Would be pretty freaking cool. It would be, but however, someone would immediately gain the system and say, oh, I know it's my console is actually Billy Bob's console. Yeah, I know it's not, um, but I would love that. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and then they also have open beta March 24th through the 26th, um, which... I will be keeping my eyes on because mm-hmm. that's when like or not you and I because we're, we're not doing it but right. like regular people reviews will actually be coming out that period of time and mm-hmm. that's what I'm actually interested in is like what do all the other normal video game reviewers have to say about Diablo because everything I've seen so far sounds like they're actually doing some new and interesting things as far as the hackage slash genre goes um my interest is definitely peaked. Yep. We'll see what happens. And of course, the big question is the monetization. Yeah. Which has not been announced. So that's also the big, like, what is that going to look like? Because it's Activision. Yay. So you know it's coming. Yes. Um, now, now that I remember that we really did do any shows. Um, Last month, there was a story that that was posted uh, mid February that I do want to kind of circle back on, and that is that they've that uh, it has been announced that there will be a tell telltale game, so basically episodic game, uh, based on uh, the Expanse, the TV series, which of so course the TV series, not the books, right? Um, well, actually, so. Is the art different? Right. No, uh, it's it's going to be um, the um, the game is going to be centered around um, Kamina Drummer. Okay. Um, so it's from the 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 TV series. Um, well, she was in the books too. But right. No, but but much. you you're also got the the voice actress. Oh, cool. So, or actually, I thought one of those. Did you watch the TV series? So I watched a little bit of it, and then when, um, I always get so confused between because there was two shows that came out about the same time, and I watched a little bit of The Expanse, but I also watched Dark Matter. Uh, yeah, and so no, I, I could see that. I could see that. So it's it's kind of jumbled in my head. I need to go back and watch The Expanse because I think didn't Amazon Prime pick up The Expanse to like finish off the series. Uh, it went through five seasons on Amazon Prime. Oh, well, there you go. Well, shit. I am and way... I've also watched Dark Matter, too. <laughs> I'm way behind. Let's, let's just put it that way. Um, so. I feel like Amina Drummer is one of those who, like, she wasn't really around much in the first season or two-ish. 
I feel like she became a very popular fan character. Mm -hmm. And then once the show owners realized, like from a fan perspective, she was popular, all of a sudden she became much more prominent in the show. And she's a great actress and character in the show without yeah. saying anything else. Um, so that was a welcome addition. But I feel like she was definitely one of those where you could see like all of a sudden the show owners were like, wait a second, we have something here. Um, but Dark Matter is also a fun TV series. Um, speaking of TV series, the uh, one of the individuals behind The Witcher for Netflix uh, came out and had an opinion on uh, <laughs> Cavill. Basically saying he was beyond annoying to work with because he was like a like a an overly fanboy uh, a, annoying with with his um, critiques, which we kind of knew. We knew that he was a super Witcher fanboy, uh, but now someone someone in a, a position of power has finally said, "Yeah, he was difficult to work with because he was so much of a fanboy." Do we even have to comment on this? Because I'm just gonna like punch my screen in I know. anger. I know. I'm just, uh, making so uh, angry. Just yes. yes. Just the sheer disconnect between like people sitting up in their ivory towers in basically reality. Yeah, it's just mind boggling. Oh, I I totally agree. I yeah. I, and that's the thing. It's just oh, mm -hmm. like. Everyone hears that, and they're like, yeah, that was the whole point of him being in the show. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you yeah. wanted a disinterest actor to play your, your lead role? Okay. I have a feeling that's probably what most showrunners and directors want, because they want to be they want to be the czar of the show. They want to be the name, and the actor is just there to fulfill the director or showrunner's whims, not the other way around. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's what it feels like, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, but of course, we will have Warhammer 40k with Henry Cavill coming out sometime in eventually. the future. Yeah. Um, to circle back real quick, uh, the Expanse of Tale Tale game, it is supposed to be released uh, summer of 2023. So later Wait. this year. I thought Telltale was the one that shut down. So Telltale did shut down. However, their properties still exist. I want to say Gearbox. Somebody, somebody bought up their property and has continued. So they're releasing Expanse under the Telltale yeah. name because it's a known yeah. name. Quantity, yep. But it's not the actual original company. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, but it does. Right. Well, it, it makes it makes financial business sense no it, it makes marketing sense because most right. people the majority of gamers don't actually know that telltale shut its doors yes which is they're sad. just gonna see oh telltale cool they're the great you know point and click adventure company uh -huh, uh -huh. and i'm sure you'll find out if it's true or not because you play point and click adventure games well i mean i've played a ton of telltale games as well i know but um, i guess I mean, the curious thing is like because gearbox they put out some pretty good games over the years yeah so I'll be curious to see if, you know, Gearbox actually creates a good game out of this. Because didn't they also do um, Tales of the Borderlands? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's... So Gearbox at least has experience in that area. Yeah. So it's not like... Like, if it was like Activision, I'd be like, no. It's just or gonna EA. Be or yeah. Ubisoft, even. 
Yeah. But, you know. Yep. So. Interesting. Indeed. It's something that I will definitely be keeping an eye on. But speaking of uh, TV shows and on streaming uh, networks or services, there we go, services, um, I stumbled upon a new show on Netflix, and I have to say that it is really effing creepy, and at the same time makes me, if the shit that happened in the show were to actually start happening in real life, I would throw away my phone. Basically, it's it's called Red Rose, and mm-hmm. it is about an app that will mis- magically appear on your phone. And once you start interacting with it, it starts off doing it, it's they it starts off basically giving you the moon, and then it basically erodes everything from you because this app actually takes control of everything. It can. Um, if you type in a text message to someone, it upon hitting send, it will send a different text message. It will post random stuff uh, from your phone onto like social media platforms, um, trying to basically trying to cause chaos and rifts to occur. It is messed up. I, I, yeah. What's it called? Red Rose. Red Rose. I don't know. I just got done watching uh, the last season of The Librarians on Amazon. Ah, nice. I watched yeah. the first season of Lockwood and Co. And I don't uh, know what the fuck I just watched. But coming out in one week is season two of Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Actually, what I'm really looking forward to is tomorrow for the Luther movie on Netflix. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. Idris Elba reprising his role as DC Luther. Uh, I'm on. I, that, I, that's that's me. I, I will watch that. Nice. I I I loved Idris Elba um, and and Luther and hell I love. Never saw it. It's it's good. It's gritty. Um, uh, he's basically the the kind of cop or detective uh, that closes the cases with by any means. <laughs> um and he definitely paints outside the lines. Um so like a punisher almost. Yeah, except he does he doesn't have that big of a body count like the punisher. <laughs> but um, Fair you know. not many do. Yeah. Yeah, not many do. But um but yeah, I'm 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 excited because I've been dying to see some more Luther. So yeah. Um, let's see here. We started a little bit late, so, okay, we'll have one more topic and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, the final topic has to do with, uh, collectible card games, uh, collectible card games, be it the traditional cards that you're actually holding in your in hands or the, uh, the, basically the, the digital card game. Now, as many of you know, uh, with collectible card games, uh, the physical ones, when changes had to be made to cards, they had to literally just reprint them and you'd have to randomly get them in the um, in your booster pack or mm-hmm. if you buy a new deck. Of course, with digital cards, they the developer can literally just upload or update 
the entire thing and change everything on the fly. So my question for you, Zelius, is which version or which way of things do you, which you enjoy the most in a collectible card game? Well, I mean, the card game one is tricky. The physical card game one is tricky because remember when we would go to like magic tournaments, they would have rules based on the additions because to your point, yep. you could have certain card combinations that basically ruined the game. Yep. Um, they're basically hacks. So there's definitely, they had like banned card list. And then they also had like certain generations were like the only ones allowed for certain tournaments. Um, and I don't play a lot of online CCGs, but I imagine it's not too dissimilar where I'm guessing you, some of like the terms and stuff, like you could probably only use cards from certain generations of cards. Is that true for like Legends of Runeterra? Like, no, they just they they literally will will rewrite the card. Well, I think that's different. Okay, so think of like Magic the Gathering, right? Yep. Let's just go back to Magic, and like yep. you and I are playing, right? Yeah. Well, like I could still have my old like OG, you know alpha beta cards with original text and that's what's going to play because that's what i have like mm -hmm. i have my ten thousand dollar card but by god i'm gonna play it and hopefully you don't spill your beer on it i don't mm -hmm. care mm -hmm. but it's a little bit interesting though with a lot of electronic ccg games because like people are paying for what was probably that original intent of that card mm -hmm. sometimes a not insignificant amount of money and now all of a sudden your competitive advantage from that card gets changed by the developer. Ah, that's a tricky one. Cause it's like, I get it. Like you have to update for competitive balance, especially if it like ruins the game for all the other players. Yeah. But I mean, a little bit of me is like, I don't know. Like if you want to ban the, like, it's almost like you could do like a magic, you just like open format, bring your cards. We don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And like, if you had the original card that you got, you can bring that with the original text. Right. You know, it's kind of like, it's, it'd be like physical cars, right? The way you originally had it, that's the way you had it. Or maybe the player's presented with an option for like, this card stays the original format that you can use like against playing against the AI or like open formats, or you can choose to update to the new version. It's like a one choice option or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I That's a tough one. When they're changing that, card that you're probably going to in its original format but i guess it's not really if you think about it, like too dissimilar from a game like um any moba but yeah, think about it, like, they're always making balance changes to your favorite characters mm -hmm. that you didn't want them to mm -hmm. but they're doing it for competitive balance reasons and it's a pvp game so in a way it's not too dissimilar from that style right um where you're not gonna have like multiple versions of the same character running around I mean, you're you're right. I mean, I I think that um, it it is kind of fun to have like the older version of the cards that that you know that combined with other cards makes like uber powerful. Like there, going way back in time, there is a uh, there's a swamp card called Frozen Shade, and oh, in yeah. the early ones, yep. you could pay one swamp, and the Frozen Shade would increase plus one plus one. And in later versions, they did plus one, plus one till end of turn. So it was like wanted... one swamp to do it. It was like exactly. super cheap. And so you could have this uber powerful uh, frozen shade after a while, or 
you could have the wussy version, which you could pump it up a little bit, but then you would lose all of it the very next turn. Yeah. And that's kind of what I mean. Like, you know, if you're going to a tournament, you're obviously not going to use the original, which no. I get. But if you're just playing around with your friends, then cool. Uh, but at the end of the day, you do have to create a competitive balance because nobody wants to play because you would also kill your audience base if you're allowing players to play with the original frozen shade mm -hmm. against everyone else because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that would just make it unfun for you know the other 98 percent of your players right and i think uh, i think yeah. the other thing is that with with the digital card games especially like um leisure terror when where there are new cards coming out by by you know basically altering some of the the cards uh to either you know change their cost or their stats it kind of forces the individual to have to rethink their deck and so there that kind of increases the the chance that an individual will try a more wider variety of cards yep instead of yeah, you know, update the meta it's yeah. like we see in I mean, think, remember how long we were lambasting Overwatch too, or Overwatch One, I should say, because yep. like it was the same characters with the same abilities and the same everything, and became stale. Yeah, I suppose yep. it'd be no different than CCG if everything was just the same. So, yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it makes sense that they would update all the cards, uh, but there is a little bit like I almost wish I almost wish they could almost do like, you know, you update the card. There's almost like a marking on the card, so you play it. It's like, yeah, I had the original. Mm -hmm. Kind of like in Magic, where like the art you can tell by like what you know what edition was that based on the art style was right. always kind of cool to see. Right. No. Uh, for those out there who want to know the the first killer combo that was truly 100% outlawed in competitive Magic: The Gathering um, tournaments, it you would be a black card and an artifact. Uh, the black card is called Lich, and the artifact is called Mirror Image. Lich takes you down to zero health, and as long as Lich is in play, you cannot die. And Mirror Image swaps your health with your opponent's health. So immediately, it's a one-two punch, because your opponent does not have Lich. Therefore, their HP goes down to zero. Game over, you win. I actually have one of those cards. I know, you have the Lich sitting somewhere in my closet which i really should sell but yeah it's sitting there it's very much outlawed that was one of those cards where like i really wonder like what the card creators were thinking when they came up with that card because it's super unique because if, if i remember right like i haven't looked at the card in years it basically swaps your health and man and light and mana yeah so that was like the idea if like your mana ran out that's how you basically could still lose the game yeah so well you still yes you're right you had zero health but it was like every time you lost a health you lost a mana i think if i remember right something like yeah when you when you got hit you would lose uh, mana yeah but still that was fun. yeah fun times fun times those right. were the days yeah all right ladies and gentlemen i believe we've reached the end of our show um so unless Zelius have any closing thoughts Oh, it is a good day to be alive, sir. All right, I like that. Um, be on the lookout for a review for, I think it's called Kina and the Bridge of Spirits, I think is the name of the game. It's a good game. It was a very good game. 
uh, made me sad. Anyways, uh, but um, until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zeely, it's been a pleasure getting ready to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.